Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. Right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. Uh, we got a great athlete and the chef show today. I'm your host, Chef Matt, with uh, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Cornell George. How you doing today? Good, good. Eating a popsicle, hoping to not get a brain freeze. <laughs> but I got one little, little nibble left. Yeah, you're putting it down. All right, it's gone. <laughs> you did a good job because when I came on camera, you had like one bite out of it. And that was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was good. Nice work. What kind of uh, popsicle? Is it the same one you were eating last time with the spicy middle? Yeah. I don't know why they're in the freezer and no one's touching them because normally those disappear pretty quick. But <laughs> my kids are kind of my kids are kind of dumb when it comes to certain things. Like I'll walk in with like an ice cream bar or something ran- like the, the Trader Joe's macaroons. Okay. I'll walk in with a box of those and they're like, where did you get those? And I'm like. They've been in the freezer for like a week. There's three boxes. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I can't say the same about my house because, well, actually, here's the thing is my kids are so darn picky that it's like, um, I know what I can get that they will eat right away and pretty much everything else I keep in the freezer and I could have it at my leisure. So um, I don't know. I just, I, I play off their pickiness, 100%. Sure. Yeah. Well, we do have the indoor refrigerator freezer combo. Then we have the garage freezer uh, refrigerator combo. But the f- refrigerator out outside is basically full of bubble waters and protein drinks. Okay. And then we also have this pretty cool. It's a the size of a mini fridge, mm-hmm. like a tall mini, fr- like a big little big little fridge, like five feet tall. Yeah. But it's a freezer or a refrigerator. It's not both. So we have that set up as a freezer. So that's got all like the, the ice cream and the popsicles and chicken and that kind of stuff. Nice dude. Like uh, we have, we have one on the inside and one on the outside. And uh, I just, I use them both for everything. I just, you know, the outside's back stock, but man, I, I don't know. I think uh, well, you know, whenever I see a deal, I just stock up and have that room for the outside. Right. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Costco, Costco, I went there this weekend, and it's the first time I've been there in probably seven, eight months. Uh, and I didn't renew my membership, so it, it renewed automatically and all that. And I'm just like, I was, I was thoroughly disappointed with the Costco, and I think I know why. Because the last <laughs> Costco trip I went to was in San Diego at a Costco business center. And goddamn it, Costco. Mm-hmm. Get a Costco business center in Portland because I'm, I just can't handle it. I, prices were out of control. It was, it was nuts, dude. I, and, and there wasn't even that good of stuff. And I'm like, I want my, like, I want to, like, I want to go there and see the hanging lamb so I can go buy one of those. Like, just- yeah. When you get that bit, when you go into the business center the first time, you're like, whoa, I'm, I don't really know what to buy. So you actually don't even buy that much because, the the business center, if people have never been there, it is the Costco joke. It's the you walk in and the first thing you see on your right-hand side is a five-gallon bucket with ketchup in it. And you're like, I don't need five gallons of ketchup. <laughs> and then you go down a little bit further and you see like a 100-pound 
barrel of rice. And you're like, no, I, I, I don't need that. <laughs> but then once you've been there a couple times, and you kind of know where to, sh- what to get and that kind of a thing. It, it all works out. Right. right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, something I've been noticing, uh, and I'm going to change the subject real quick here, is uh, you've been pretty creative with pizzas. And uh, so I got, a, I got a little pizza challenge for you. Okay. All right. So you and I are going to do this. Uh, we're each going to come up with our uh, most creative or traditional, whatever, whatever direction you want to take it of a dessert pizza. Ooh. Now I know, I know that you're going to be good at this, and that's why I did that is because I am challenged by dessert pizzas. But I think I can, I think I can put something together. But um, over the next week, you know, come up with okay. something. Take a picture of it, post it, throw it over to me, and then I'll I'll make a post about it. But we're gonna do uh, maybe we'll we'll do a little voting system and throw it on there, and then talk about it next time. Do we have to set down rules, or is it basically like it needs to be cooked in the pizza oven? <laughs> yeah. Well, it has to be pizza. Um, uh, the base okay. has to be dough, and I'm gonna say that. Okay, that's it. Okay. It has to be dough. And then it's like, you go from there creative, however you want to cook it, however you want to, I mean, it has to be cooked in the pizza oven. Yes. Cause I'm going to cook sure, mine sure. in the pizza oven as well. And, uh, yeah, I think we just go for it after that. You in? Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Cool. I already know what I'm doing. I've already, I don't know how I'm doing it yet, but I already know the, the basics Solid. or the base of it. Solid. Um, I will throw you a little, uh, bone because this is where the idea came from there is a section in this book if you haven't uh-huh. seen it yet that has some pretty fantastic dessert pizzas i'm not going <laughs> to use it um because okay. i think uh it, but it did inspire me to do a dessert pizza and i think i know what i'm going to do so well, okay we'll see but that uh, that will be for next show and yeah it'll be fun <laughs> i think mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely be hitting up my sister who is the pastry chef yeah. <laughs> for a couple of recipes for some solid, solid. some sweet yeah. stuff. Yep, that's that's probably that's gonna be a move right there. So mm. all right, so you know, um I've been listening to our shows and kind of you know doing the overthinking thing that I always do anyways. And uh I thought we uh, should do a little bit of different style thing here and we're going to talk about, we're going to do like a top, we're going to say a top 10 and we're each picking five different lifters. Um, the criteria is uh, inspirational, successful, who you think is all best of all time, whatever you want, just five lifters that you enjoy or inspire or whatever that you want that uh, we're going to throw out there. Does that sound cool? Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, I guess the way we'll do it is we'll start at number five. You say your number five, I'll say my number five, and we'll just go back and forth. Good? I don't necessarily have a number five, four, three, two, one, but I have five, and I know I have, I have five, and I know who's number one. Okay. I like that um, because I have a handful of lifters wrote, written down here that I don't know where they line up in the, in the mix, but I just know that I like them. So, I'm down with that. Um, okay. And there's an obvious number one, but uh, that's for very specific reasons. So why don't you kick us off with your first one? 
Okay, I might get his name wrong, but I think we all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, actually, we might not all know who we're talking about. Uh, he's from North Korea. His name, I believe, is Um Young Choi. Yep. He is one of my favorite lifters to watch. Okay. Uh, most of the time, you have to watch him in slow motion because he's so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's whatever the like first, the lightest weight classes are. I mean, he's like, he's under like 130 pounds. Yeah. He's just a little guy. And I remember watching him lift and his numbers in my world were attainable. And I think I have, I believe I've surpassed his numbers now (laughs) weighing uh, 109 kilos and he's like 60. (laughs) But it was just one of those things where watching him, I'm like, I know I can wrap my head around how heavy that is. And my kid is your size. <laughs> so it's like, you're basically lifting more than me weighing about as much as my kid. Yeah. That's a good one. So I like that. That's, yeah. that's a good move. And that's a good, good one to start it off with. Okay. Um, as a uh, disclaimer here, I'm going to throw out names that people are going to be like, what the frick is this guy thinking? But these are, um, in my opinion, people I like to watch and all that stuff. So first person I'm going to start with is Medina Island. And I like him. I like him a lot. I like his work ethic. Uh, I like the way he lifts. I like his attitude on the platform. Um, He's not the best lifter out there, but he's not the worst. He's like always kind of teetering on like being really damn good, but like it's like he's always driving towards it and he's got like it's just like watching him lift it's just no nonsense he's lifting he's doing like his technique is proper he i love the way he eats which is like meat and fruit um and i just like his mentality man his mentality on the the uh the platform is something that i really uh like to strive towards and yeah he's just uh and he's also um, I've heard him talk on a couple different podcasts and he's a very, he's, he doesn't, um, his mentality doesn't come off like, like he does on the platform, which I like that as well. Um, he's very methodical. He talks, he's soft spoken. And I like that about him. Nice. That's a great one. Yeah. I've, I've talked to him a handful of times. Uh, I, he made some pretty cool stickers. Oh, and they were, this was a couple years ago and it was like trying to help fund him getting to a competition. And I felt, well, I, I, I did it to help fund, get him there, but I really wanted the stickers. Right. And when the stickers showed up, it was an envelope and the envelope had been, it ripped and the stickers were not in there, <laughs> but I didn't want to be like, Hey bro, I didn't get my stickers. <laughs> so it, it was like, it was like $8. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, a big deal. Cool. So I'm like, I'm just gonna. I don't want to. <laughs> I like that. You know, I mean, it's all, it's just all about support, right? Uh, that's, that's cool. Like sure. That. All right. You're up. Uh, one of the guys that I like for no other reason other than we look very much alike <laughs> is Ruslan Niradinov. Oh, uh, I have a picture of him right here for you. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. We... We really look a lot alike. Um, oh, that's awesome. Pretty much matching haircut. Uh, beard is generally kept very close to the same. Same weight class. Um, he's just a 
a, a little better weightlifter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> he does have the <laughs> Olympic rings behind him. So that's pretty, I mean, that's, yes. that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Now uh, I picked this next lifter um, because he's a local boy. He's been coming up uh, pretty big and um, you know, he's just, he's got it. He's got, he's got options and it's Ryan Sester. And I like Ryan Sester because a he's a local boy. Um, I I kind of watched him uh, come up in the world of weightlifting, like at weightlifting meets. I was able to, you know, I was competing in the same meet, not nearly competing with him, but competing in the same meet. Um, I like that he made the transition from CrossFit to weightlifting with like zero minutia and just like just did it. Like he was just strong and he just did it now has his, there's, there's a couple aspects of his technique. That's really come along. Um, I'm good friends with his, his, I think his first coach, I'm guessing it was his first weightlifting coach, Joe Beck. And on top of that, I told, now I totally fanboyed out on him because he was at the last meet that I competed at and I made him sign my shoe. <laughs> and Alana's like, you're such a dork, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm like, whatever. He's going to the Olympics and I'm going to have his signature. <laughs> so, that's where I went with that one. <laughs> I'm trying to look up my next one. Shoot. Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, Cal strength lifter, been there forever, from from Hawaii. Oh, I know this one. What's, What's his name? name? Oh, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I know I can picture his face, but I can't. Yep. I don't know his name. Uh, well, times too. I've met him a handful of times. Okay. Um, I've lifted with him a couple of times. He was at my level two up at Cal strength. And I really admire this guy, even though I don't know, remember his name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First off, he is the reason he doesn't know that. Well, I did tell him this, but he doesn't remember who I am. He is the reason I lift the way that I lift. Interesting. How, with how much hips I put into my, uh, my lifting, Mm -hmm. um, because I would listen to him lift and, I just wanted to make sure that I learned to make that much hip contact and had that much drive into the bar at the power position. And so I would literally just sit there and listen to his lifts on repeat and try to emulate that. And that's how I learned how to make that contact and make that sound happen with the bar. And it's also one of the reasons why I don't like certain types of bumper plates that don't make noise because if there's there's certain types of bumper plates that don't make noise and it's very silent and i feel that learning to lift you're using all of your senses and hearing is such a big part of it so like i can if i have the right plates on i don't even have to necessarily have my eyes open to make some pretty heavy lifts right and it's all just because of being able to hear that sound off the hip. Um, the other reason that I really admired him is he was part of Cal strength from the beginning. And when the big exodus happened, he was like, I'm not going to be a part of the crowd. That's just being cool and leaving. This is, 
this is where I grew up from and I'm not going to be influenced by people jumping ship and he stuck around. And I thought that that was like very cool of him. Like it showed his loyalty, everyone else who left, um, like they had their reasons, but you could tell that they weren't loyal to the, the, the team that got them to where they were. Yeah. I think there's an aspect of that, that, um, seemed a little, uh, I don't know. I don't even know the right word to use, but it just was like, you know, uh, you got some fame with, uh, the name and then bounce. Rob Blackwell. Oh, there it is. Rob Blackwell. I like not know. this. <laughs> I know. Oh, and I've been scrolling and I still haven't found it, but it popped into my head. Right. You know, I mean, uh, I have a, a part of my lifting that's also kind of emulates him. And he's the reason why I continued with it, which is the fact that neither one of us, um, neither one of us, I can't even believe I'm comparing myself, <laughs> but, but like we don't move our feet, um, unless they move on their own. And, um, yep. he was the one that like, you know, I had, like I, I mentioned Joe Beck before Joe Beck was the one that, that said, Hey, why don't you try not moving your feet? And then I started being like getting weird about it. And someone said, Hey dude, Rob Blackwell does that. And I was watched his stuff and I'm like, Holy crap, this makes complete sense. Um, dude, he's a, he, he's a stand up dude. Like yeah. everything I've seen of him is solid. Mm. Yeah. I have a, a kind of weird thing probably compared to a lot of people is my favorite lifters. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily follow them on right. Instagram yep. because I fell in love with who they were, mm-hmm. not who they are now. And I don't want who they are now to be tainted by my vision of how I remember them. Yeah. And I've, I've told a handful of people cause I've, I've been on a, a couple of teams with some pretty well-known people right. and people would come up to me all the time. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, this person I'm like, yep. Like, is it amazing? I'm like, I was like, it, I know the real person. Right. I don't know. There, there's what the per, the, the person wants the world to see. And then there's who this person really is. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, uh, I've said to like three or four people, I'm like, if you love somebody like a lifter, never get to know them because then you're going to see who they are actually as a person, not the, the, what they've shown the world and like, not, they're not the superhero, they're people. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, So, you know, yeah, it's interesting because, um, I think there's two sides of what social media does and there's people who use social media for good. And then there's people who use social media to um, hide the, what they don't want people to know. Um, and I'm always an advocate of showing um, all ends of, of life. And I don't, I don't know if I do a good enough job of that or not or but whatever, but uh, yeah. So that, and that, that's a good segue into my next guy um, that I really enjoy. And, um, he's not a popular one. He's popular on Instagram, but this wouldn't be a, a, a person that probably many people would pick. And it's, uh, Dylan Cooper. And the reason why I'm picking him, it's not because he's a tremendous weightlifter. It's not because he's, um, this just ultimate like warrior or anything like that. Dylan Cooper has done something with weightlifting that, um, many people have tried, um, and failed or fizzled out, which is he has brought excitement to the world of weightlifting through social media. On top of that, he's out there giving free content and he's 
you know, maybe some of his stuff might not hit well with everybody, but like he is doing something that is um, in lighting or no lighting up like fire within some people in weightlifting, very specific to weightlifting. Like if, if you're a new weightlifter, you can watch him and get, get cues. If you're a, a mediocre weightlifter, you can watch him and get cues. And if you're an advanced weight, weightlifter, you can at least um, align with what he's saying. And there's something about him. Now, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the full story of him. I know where he came from and being the, the, the junior to where he is now. And, and I, shoot, I know he bombed out at his last meet, which I liked that he talked about that because then – that's, that's kind of going into what I was saying is, is the full spectrum of, you know, um, doing what he, what you do in life. And there's an aspect of him that I really, really appreciate what he's doing for the sport of weightlifting. And then he's pairing up with people like, you know, Tallinger and like, uh, uncle Ray, uncle razor. Is that who that is? Uh, I could be wrong. That comedian, you know, crazy, crazy guy, yeah. the crazy guy, yeah, the dude yeah. Wolf, like hilarious. Right. But yep. he's doing fun things. He's giving useful content and you don't have to pay for it. Like there's, there's something, there's something really cool about that. And I like it. And he's not, it, I mean, he is probably making a good amount of money doing something, but it's, you don't feel that you don't feel like he's trying to sell you something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like that. So I would say this next one kind of goes in line with kind of the people that you're going with more of national people or semi-local national. Uh, Bo Brown. He, to me, he's one of these guys who he is a, he's an accountant. He's, He's one of us. I mean, he's not that I'm an accountant, but he's just a dude who he was brought up under Penley. I I went back and listened to a bunch of the Weightlifting House podcasts, and they talked about him like, oh yeah, Bo Bo might have some potential. Right. He he's he's snatching in that like high thirties, low forties, and like just wait till he gets to like that sixty two hundred range, and like three years later, he's on the world team. He's going to Pan Ams. He's doing all these things. He, he's no, I'm not trying to be Mr. Downer, but he's not going to go to the Olympics and win, but he, it's like, he's the guy who had the talent, had the work ethic Mm -hmm. and put in the work and stuck to it. Even when everything like his coach, I I think he was under Glenn for a while. Mm -hmm. Coach died. Um, didn't just pity party me and just kind of go away from it. He, they stuck to the plan. They, they took what uh, Penley was saying and took it to heart and tried to like do what he said he was capable of. And I just, I think it's awesome seeing him lift on the big stage and go into these competitions. And like, we've met each other a handful of times and he's one of my favorites. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I've always thought of him like, I don't know, like he, okay. So he's the blue collar of lifters, right? Even though he's an accountant yep. and I know accountant is a white, whatever white collar, but that dude looks and, and shows to me that like, he's blue. He, like I could see him if we were in the 1920s, he could be a, like a coal miner and just like, like yeah. he's that dude. And again, with the mentality that you talked about, like, yeah, that's great. That's a great pick. I really like that one. 
Okay, now I'm about to say one that is going to be <laughs> probably annoy the shit out of some people, probably speculate on some things. Um, but there is one aspect on why I put this person on the list. And maybe it's social media that's showing me this. <laughs> I'm regretting it already. All right, I'm going to say it. Maddie Rogers. <laughs> Not for the obvious reasons. <laughs> I will say that I did have a little bit of a weightlifting crush on her um, in the beginning. Uh, I don't know if it's still there or not. I don't, whatever. But um, you're talking about her Ramwad days. (laughs) Yes, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um, there's something about her that I, I, that I see within her videos that she posts and she's working her ass off all the time. And I know that she has a bad rap for complaining, and I know that she has this kind of like, oh, whatever, uh, she's had issues on social media and whatever. Um, I'm looking at it from a very unfiltered, uh, unbiased look. And I'm saying I like her work ethic. I like the way she lifts. Um, she, we lift similar numbers. <laughs> I think she might snap them up at me. Um, but at the same point, like, there's something about her technique and just the, her drive and her grind that she's doing. And like, you know, it's, it's just cool to watch. And again, this was a lifter that I saw early in my days of weightlifting and a little bit in CrossFit. And it's, so it's like, we, we follow the people that we started watching, I guess. And so I, I like, I like her style. I like the way she, her work ethic, uh, she could, you know, probably not complain as much, but I really don't care about that. I think that uh, we need to show emotion in our true, authentic form, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Man, I thought we were just doing dudes today. Yeah, I know, dude. I, I, she's it's the only girl I wrote down. So <laughs> I could. It's funny. I could actually come up with probably five. I don't know their names because half of them are Chinese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I could I could show you five pictures of like my top five women lifters, and I could probably do that in order. Well, I, I want <laughs> wanted to be careful with it because I didn't want to be like I don't know. I didn't want it to come out no, like we were trying to like sexualize them, but like it's I think she's a good weightlifter. So no, that's yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Cool. All right, you ready? I think it's the last one. Yeah, last one. So this one's going to be very cliche, but I have my reasons for it. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm wearing his shirt, <laughs> and he's on the poster above yeah, me. Yeah, sure is. So, uh, Ilya and Ilya. Yeah. I actually wanted to name my dog Ilya, <laughs> um, but I got voted down. <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah. But my re- so here's my reasons why I love him. He had the best mindset going into competition. He was lighthearted, even though he was as focused as possible. He made it fun. He knew he was going to win. So it was a lot less pressure on his end. Mm -hmm. Um, He completely got screwed over. And I don't believe that he did anything wrong. And I think that he was just sacrificed. And everybody else was on the same stuff that he was on. Yeah. But then I look at the numbers that he hit, and I know technically, based on Sinclair, it's not as impressive as like Lasha, but I think he did 246, maybe his best competition, okay. uh, clean and jerk. And at the time, 
Lasha was about 268. So 22 kilos different in clean and jerk. Wow. But about 60 kilos different in body weight. Wow. That's crazy. So that's the part that I think a lot of people don't talk about with Ilya and like Nurdinov and a couple of those 105 slash 109s is they are hitting numbers that aren't that far off from Lasha. But Lasha is just this giant, like giant human of a beast. So like you kind of expect Lasha to be able to pick up that. Yeah. But uh, Ilya is 5'8". And he was weighing 230 at the time. So, so with freaking tree trunks as, as legs, dude, like that's yeah, one thing. Yeah. When you say his name, that's the first thing that pops in my head is the massive size of his legs. Anyways, go ahead. And then watching him in the super slow motion and hearing like, like Seb talk about him on weightlifting house. That's how I actually try to try to emulate my jerk. Nice. Where you stand it up, it oscillates three times. On the third oscillation, that's where you dip. Um, I think I he did an interview or I read something that he – I don't remember if it was in person or if it was a, something I read. But he said, you stand it up, you have as much strength as you do right there. What you don't have is oxygen. You don't need oxygen to make a jerk. The longer you stand there, the more tired you're going to get. Interesting. So, so, so why stand it up and get your breath when you're just going to be standing there holding? For him, it's holding 540 pounds. You don't have time to to just sit there. So he stands it up as it as he comes up. The bar comes up. It comes down one, two. On the third, you you ride the dip down, and then you drive out of the jerk. That's really, that's really cool. You know, I've always, uh, personally, I've always struggled with that, but I'm, I'm going to go back and, and look at some of that because I don't know if I've ever noticed that about his jerk. Um, I probably should have, if I've watched enough of him now, uh, he, I mean, coincidentally, he's he is also my number one person that I wrote down. <laughs> so I, I, the thing I really appreciated about him was how he, he brought this, like, like you said, fun. He made weightlifting fun. And he so he showed that you can do it and still have a good time. You can smile. You can have a good time. You can spike your hair like a, you know, like a, a little preppy boy, but whatever, like he brought fun to, to weightlifting. And now he's the only international person I put on here. Um, and there, there's a reason for that is because uh, when it comes to international lifting, I don't tend to follow it as much as probably most weightlifters do. Um, I like to know the people that are, I I like the local aspect. I like what's going on in, in, you know, USA weightlifting because that's really what I'm interested in. Um, And I think there's a, uh, a level, you know, I've always looked at international weightlifting versus USA weightlifting as two different sports. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because the mentality over there, from what I've learned, the mentality over there is, a stark difference from what it is over here. You know, you don't see people. I mean, maybe you do. And and maybe this is just, it's not as publicized, but it just doesn't seem that there's amateurs over there. We are mostly amateurs over here, you know, and, or hobbyist, I guess you could say over there. It's a sport that you're, 
bred to do. You grow, you do it from a young age. We don't see a lot of lifters coming up from a really, really young age and being successful the way, um, you know, people like Ileana do, you know, or Lasha or any of the, any of the big, big time people. Like you just don't see that here. You see like, and I'm going to, I'm going to use kind of, I don't, I'm, I got to be careful with how I say this, but I'm going to use Dylan Cooper as like a, um, one of those people that like he started young, he had super high potential and then he hurt himself. And I just, you just, it feels like you don't hear or see about that as much on international lifting. Am I far off? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. The other thing that, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to throw names out there, but there's a guy that I know who got, he got popped. Okay. And he hit some massive numbers and the world could not wrap their head around these numbers that he was hitting. Like the American weightlifting world could not wrap their head around them. They were all just saying, Oh, those are fake weights. They're this, they're that. But I knew the guy who took the video Mm -hmm. Also, this guy sent me the video five minutes after it happened yeah. randomly because I messaged him and then he was like, want to see something? And I'm like, sure. I remember right where I was. I was on the freeway in traffic, <laughs> <laughs> um, counting the reds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the the United States weightlifting world is freaking out saying he can't be hitting these weights. He's just like guy who's on drugs because he did get popped before this but what people were not talking about is um i forgot i'm trying to remember who he was lifting the same as like which guys in his weight class i think it might be the the wu cow guy uh we don't know what the chinese hit in the back or in their in their training because they're so quiet about it so this kid he snatched 170 kilos around 67 ish body weight, 67 to 70, mm-hmm. um, 170 kilo snatch. Well, that was on juice. That was with straps. That was however many attempts it took. And he did it. Yeah. He did it. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Like I talked to him. He's like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on gear. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I, I straight up told him like, What's next? He's like, I'm done. I'm retiring. Like, I don't need to hit anymore. I was like, are you sure you don't want to go to 82? Because I'd love to see that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but but if you look at the numbers he's hitting, and then you you only see what people are hitting where they can come and piss clean in competition, who knows? what They're, they're probably snatching mid-80s to low-90s. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's hitting a training hit lift. I think you make yeah. a really good point. And um, there's also an aspect of what you just said, which if he was lifting for another country, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't care. It, nobody would be claiming fake weights. Nobody would be doing that. He would be probably being like put through a system and trying to get him into, you know, on the Olympic team. Yeah. yeah, And it's just like, it's one of those things that like, why as Americans do we have to speculate so hard when somebody does something so incredible? Is it jealousy? I don't know. Is it, um, we just don't want to believe it. 
or uh, we don't want our own people to come up. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Our own people. You like how I said that? Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't, we, we got to, that's the one thing about this sport that uh, challenges me a lot is like, let's lift each other up. Not, let's not just sit there and, and, you know, put each other down for any other, for, in, for doing something great on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think part of it is people don't want, they don't want to know it's possible. Yeah. They don't want to look at their lifting and their training and they want to just think that like, well, these international people are, they're going through these systems. They're training 18 times a day. They're on all these massive amounts of drugs that are done professionally by doctors compared to this guy who lifts once a day for four to five days a week and is taking a small dose of a couple different drugs. Yeah. I also think that people are a little, uh, got their head in the sand about, you know, uh, drug use, whatever you want to call it, progenics, um, in this, in this country. I I just think that it's probably, it's probably wider spread than we think. Um, and it's to compete internationally. I mean, I've always had the mind frame that if you're going to compete internationally, why, why wouldn't you be able to compete on the the same level? Right. It just, it's Mm -hmm. a weird, it's a weird concept. Like we're going to pride ourselves for being clean, but we're not, we're now, I don't know if we've never won anything, but we're not looked at as like, you know, a weightlifting giant in the world. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Now there's a, there's a, a guy, I can't find his stuff right now, but if you Google like the evil genius, he is a guy who's dedicated his whole life to drugs. Like since he was a, like, like high schooler, he, he just, he's the guy that everybody goes to if you want to learn about drugs. And he's talked about very openly without selling anybody out that, that the Americans say that, um, America is a clean country, but the problem is, or he says that America is not a clean country. If they were, why are three quarters of my American clients weightlifters? <laughs> I mean, so yeah, yeah, you totally have a good point. And the one thing that um, is a bit contradictory about the way we looked at weightlifting is we idolize the Bulgarian team. It is obviously known that the Bulgarian team where it was on, you know, all kinds of different drugs, like how can we idolize something in that sense, but then say we are all clean and we are doing this the right way. It, it It's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Like, like let's idolize clean athletes. If we're going to, if we're going to have this pride against clean, but uh, there was somebody who was a lifter just got he just got popped with something uh came out of nowhere uh ian wilson yep. his whole thing and, and i haven't i haven't really done some research on it i really i like ian wilson a lot i like watching him i like the fact that he is um he's he's kind of hard to find mm-hmm. he stays out of the wrap of everything and i kind of like that um i've only seen probably a handful of his videos but he's just known for working hard and doing the right thing and then everybody got all freaked out because of that. And I'm like, dude, that, that didn't, 
that doesn't write the book of his legacy. <laughs> From, I also heard a story that he was just trying to prove a point. I don't know if that's true or not. So I, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to go there. It is. Okay. I, <laughs> I have a friend who actually became pretty close with him. Uh, I'm not throwing names out there, but they became, they had a pretty good long distance relationship and he basically opened up to him about everything and what he was taking and the dosages and like shocking how little he was actually needing to take to do what he was doing. Yeah. I can only imagine dude. that, that dude had a, I mean, his, his foundation was huge. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's a better way to do it or not, but whatever. Um, anyways, uh, we just named off a bunch of lifters that are pretty freaking rad. Uh, there's obviously that list goes on and on and on and on. I have like, I have probably 20 lifters still written down here that we could talk about for days. Um, and I got my girl list. Oh, you got your girl <laughs> list. Go with it. Well, no, I haven't, I haven't created it yet, but I, I know their faces. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, I have a hard time separating, but <laughs> I'm just gonna, we're gonna stop there. Um, but yes, the, uh, this, this is always a fun thing to do to just talk about people in the sport and, um, celebrate the things that they do. Maybe the people that are doing shit that like, uh, you know, uh, goes unnoticed or isn't as popular. Um, I like to talk about that and I like to, you know, be real with, with who I like and on all that stuff instead of. Always, I just feel like there's a, always a lot of talk about just international lifters, and why can't we talk about uh, the people that are doing what we do every day, the real people? Yeah, no, I think that that is a great thing. Is to there's the superheroes that are the super duper heroes, and then there's the like I said, like the homegrown, mm-hmm. realistic people that you are just like you and me. Yeah. Like your, that is one of the things I really do like about all all the American lifters you named off. I have talked to in person or via podcast or somehow um, with all of them, and they're normal dudes. They have, except for Maddie Rogers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but they all have daytime day jobs. They all have things that they're doing to fund their right. It's it's not just a hobby to them, but it's, they know it's not forever. Yeah. It's it's not their career. Yeah. They're real people. And that's, that, that makes a difference. Um, so, uh, let's see, Cornell, you, uh, I think last time we talked on the podcast about your training, you were talking about you taking, taking like a week off. How's that going for you? So it was good. It took about ten days off snatching. Okay. Uh, cleans were heavy. Um, I had someone else look at my shoulder, and they pretty much said it wasn't anything that the first person said they thought it was. Um, it's just some uh, pec muscles and shoulder muscles in the back that are real tight. So I just need to smash those out, and uh, within ten minutes, she got all the pain to go away for about an hour. So, so I've just been kind of continuing to do that and it's feeling better and better every day. Uh, Friday, I decided just to build up to something heavy ish. Um, I missed one snatch at one forty, 
but in my defense, when I, when I tightened up real tight to break off the floor, I started farting. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I missed it. <laughs> no kidding. But I shook it off and I, I came back and I made it and I went 40, 60. So about nice. 93% of my best total, a yeah. uh, little over 90% of my best snatch. Uh, yeah, it, it was. I mean, you can take some time off and just keep moving and still hit those numbers. So yeah, I think when when you've been doing it as long as you have, I think that that's definitely a thing. I mean, shoot, I I would most probably say that most people could do that anyways. But uh, you you know you you have again the foundation we all talk about. So it's like that ain't going anywhere if you take a week off. <laughs> it's yeah. like you just lose it. You know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, Cool, man. Uh, we got a little bit of a shorter show. We hit 44 minutes. That flew by. Um, I liked what we did. I liked talking about those people. Um, yeah. And got anything else you want to throw out there? I'd say if you haven't listened, listen to the other podcast that Matt does with, I forgot your buddy's name. Uh, his name's Sean. 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 Yeah, yeah. I was rolling listening to you guys talking about nut runoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you guys want to hear about was it, it was nut runoff and I, there's some other terms for it, but go back to the last show and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we call it like drainage. Yeah. There was some good stuff. Yep. It's uh, you know, that's a fun show. It's, it's really, it's called food for thought and it's based off. It's all based off of the idea of what like Seinfeld was, where we just talk about nothing, but somehow it comes together and there's some funny stuff in there. And there's, there's some educational stuff or whatever, but yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. In fact, I took your uh, polo that you sent and I sent it over to him and he was like blown away. He's like, people listen to this. And I'm like, yeah, come on, man. We're not just doing this for nothing. But um, yeah, he was like super excited when he saw your polo. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a fun show. It's totally a fun show. And we, uh, we, we always are trying to do like really different off the wall things. So. I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's, that's cool. Uh, I think that's all I got, man. Um, it's been, uh, it's been a long summer, long week. We got first day of school tomorrow, as I know you do too. Um, and, uh, looking forward to get into the fall training for a, uh, competition right now, officially eight weeks out, started my diverted plan today. Um, nice. and it's, it's just going working through it. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be I'm going to be there. We'll be there. Very, very, very excited about that. Very excited for you and Kayla to get up here. Um, I believe you are staying with Damon, which you got a, that. That is some of the best accommodations yeah. right there, um, and that'll be awesome. That'll be great, dude. Cool, cool. Well, have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk later. Adios. Bye.